Good morning. Are you ready? Let me hear a hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. You know, just last week, uh, it was interesting, Pentecost Sunday, thank you, Paul. Uh, just last week, uh, at Pentecost Sunday, we were really believing God for some great and mighty things. And um, we saw the power of God released. Uh, we saw it released in people. Uh, one of the things that uh, we were talking about when I was out with Pastor Tracy is that God will send uh, angels to help us with the word. They, the word says in Hebrews that they minister salvation to all the parts of salvation. And uh, in all the parts of salvation, you're talking about healing and deliverance and you're talking about provision. They help bring all of those things. So we were believing for the power of God uh, last week. And what was interesting, I didn't find out till after the service, uh, that basically, even while we were preaching, God was uh, moving. Sharon was sitting over here. She told me at lunch, she said, my neck had been hurting. It had been stiff. All of a sudden, she said, you were, it wasn't up here yet. It was just while she was sitting and I was still preaching. She said, my neck went pop. She said, and it was completely healed. I went, glory to God, you know. Uh, we had another guy, just like in Acts, uh, where uh, he had been wanting to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And while I was preaching, there all of a sudden, he gets filled with the Holy Ghost, starts speaking in tongues for the first time ever. And he said, I've been believing God for that. Not, not up here while I was preaching. The power of God is real. And then, of course, people got prayer. And there were multiple other people that were healed, the, uh, filled with the Holy Ghost. It was just an awesome, awesome day. And God backs up his word. Amen. God backs up his word. And before we jump in today, I just want to do this. I just want to, let's just praise God for that. You know, uh, did you get healed last week? Well, some people that are hearing this did. But here's the question. Did you feel the power of God last week? Well, some people did. But even if you didn't, if you say, that's a part of my body. Praise God, they got delivered. Praise God, they got healed. And I just want to worship God for a few moments. And so let's just close our eyes and just worship him. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your power. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for providing for us. Thank you, Lord, for healing us. Thank you, Lord, for delivering us. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. You are so mighty. You are so miraculous. You are so merciful. You are so loving. Father, we praise you this morning. We give you the glory and the honor. Lord, if anything good happens, every good and perfect gift comes from you. We just praise you for that. We worship you. Lord, we sit you on the throne of our hearts and we give you all of the glory and the praise and the honor. Thank you, Father. We honor you. We praise you and we worship you. We give you the glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that already in 2020, over 1,400 souls have committed to Christ through this ministry. Thank you, Lord, that you've empowered us to be a part of what you're, you're doing, Lord. Thank you. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, and we believe for more. We believe for more. We won't sit idly by. We believe for more, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, thank you. Now, just, just right now, just praise him from your heart. Worship him from your heart. Receive from him. Lord, thank you. Lord, we need you today. We need you today. We need you today, Lord. Lord, we don't need ourselves. We've been trying it by ourselves before today. It doesn't work. Lord, we need you. We need your goodness. We need your power. Lord, we need your love. And we tell the devil, nah, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. No, you're not going to have me. You're not going to have our ways. Nope, you're not even going to get in the way. You don't have that power. You don't have that authority. You're not going to get in the way. No, Jesus is going to help. And we're going to give ourselves to him. And the Lord is going to come through. Oh, Father, we praise you. We worship you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you believe that? Amen. Glory to God. Well, y'all look nice. Beautiful day. The sun shining through the stained glass windows. Y'all got a glow on your face. I'm excited to see you. It's a great day. Amen. Amen. Do you like the stained glass windows? You do? No? <laughs> Barrett said no. Honesty in church. Good. <laughs> that, that's good. When we first moved in here, I didn't know what to think about them. I was actually going to take them out. And then, uh, then the Lord changed my heart. So there you go. Yeah, somebody goes, good. <laughs> it's funny. Everybody has different preferences on things. Uh, but uh, in, the, in the end, our preferences don't matter a whole lot. Jesus matters. And, uh, but yeah, I was, I was absolutely, I had plans to take them out as soon as we got in here. And... Uh, then I went, nope, not supposed to do that. Just had peace, peace not to, and now I'm glad that we did. Amen. The Lord's so good. He'll show you what you need to do. He'll show you when you need to do something. He'll give you direction. Even if you have a preference one way or the other, he'll show you what to do, when to do, and how to do Why would he do that? Because he loves you. He loves you so much. He'll show you exactly what to do. The question is, do we love him? The question is, have we really truly given our heart to him? Lord, whatever you tell me to do, it's opportunity to increase. Lord, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. So most people, they, they want to amen that, but they're not really at that place. They're just not really there. They can say it all day long, but if God told you to do this right now, uh, most people be like, I don't know about that. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. So, But... The thing is, when the Lord, when we get to that place, all of a sudden, the Lord can do great and mighty things in us. Amen. But we have to get to that place where our heart is, Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. You're the Lord of my life. I'm not the Lord of my life. You're the Lord of my life. You're the Lord. And when we get to that place, as you go, going back to the words uh, that Chris had some months ago, he's like, this is easy. And it is easy. Are we, the Lord is not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. The Lord is not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. He's trying to get good to us. He's trying to get good to us. That's his heart. That's his love. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 
like, Pastor, what are you doing? I thought you were going to be preaching here in a second. I know. I'm just hanging out, <laughs> spending time with my family, seeing what the Holy Ghost wants to do. It's what Nicole said. He's doing something a little different. That's good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just pray in the Holy Spirit with me. Suho fre karamoso, bene me kararayatene, handuro kurubo savetene. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Let the Holy Spirit lead your prayer. Thank you, Lord. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Father. Manio kororo popadoto padopadochia tanata. Thank you, Father. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. If you feel like you need prayer right now, like we're not waiting to the end of the service, like I just need, I need the Lord to touch me. I need him to touch my life. If that's me, if that's you, I would just ask you to come up right now. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means, hey, I need help. Guess what? I need help at times too. If that's you, Lord, I just need prayer right now. Just come up real quick. Thank you, Father. I need strength. I need wisdom. I need to know what to do. I need a touch from God to empower me to win souls, to be filled with the Spirit. I need a fresh filling of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. I'm going to pray. I'm going to anoint you with oil. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Hallelujah. I need a touch from God. Yeah, amen. Glory to God. Father, as I pray in your name, as I pray in your name, as I pray in your name, Lord, let everything, every part of your will be done in Jesus' name. As I pray in your name, hallelujah. Now, I want everybody in here, and if you need to come on up, come on up. Uh, you don't have to hesitate. Yeah. I just sensed as we were getting going, uh, we needed a little bit of a breakthrough before we even started preaching. We need a touch from God. But now listen, if you're standing up here, this is what I want you to do, or even if you're sitting in your seat, I want you to, I want you to say, Lord, when we pray today, when we pray right now, I'm going to receive. I'm grabbing a hold of your goodness. <laughs> And I will receive, just like the woman with the issue of blood, if I touch his garment, I will be healed. I want you to approach God with that kind of faith. I'm just praying on his behalf, but it's him who does the touching in your life. It's him who releases the anointing, but it's us who reaches out with our faith. And you're reaching out with your faith today. If you need to come on up, come on up. You're reaching out with your faith today. I will receive. Say it with me. Make it personal. I will receive. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Nicole was uh, right on top of it. When uh, you'll be surprised if you were in prayer this morning. Thank you, everybody who participated in prayer. But if you were in prayer this morning, you'll be surprised at how much that prayer was on top of the message. And Nicole was being led when she said it earlier. We kind of, whoo, 
We kind of just release ourselves after we've gotten through some period of time and uh, or we relax or we've focused on the wrong thing for too long and we need to let go of those things. We need to let go of those things. Just say it with me. Just say, Jesus, Jesus. I let go, I'll let go. Of, everything of everything that's not worthy of praise. Not worthy of praise. <laughs> I need you. I need you. Yeah, glory to God. I receive you. There's people already being touched by God right now. I hadn't even laid hands on you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just say it. Say, I receive Jesus. Everything, Everything you have for me. Have for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> now just receive. Lift your hands. Just receive right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> fresh strength in Jesus' name. Find that healing in my hands, Lord. Yeah, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for touching her hands now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Thank you for supernatural strength. Yeah. Thank, you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let all things work together for good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let your anointing be. Ho, ho, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Now receive right now. Don't let all those other thoughts get in your way. God's bigger than that. Just like he's always been. You felt it the first time you walked in and he hadn't changed. Ain't nothing different. Ain't nothing different. So nothing's going to stand in your way. You're going to walk through greatness. You're going to walk through great, great things of God. In the name of Jesus. He's got good plans. Good plans. Now don't you worry about a thing. Ah, oh, you hear that song. Don't you worry about a thing. Amen. <laughs> Raise your hands. Right now say, Lord, Lord I, receive. I receive. You're working it out. Working you got it all figured out. Your goodness, your goodness, your mercy, your mercy. I cast my cares on you. Yeah, amen. There you go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Assume the position. <laughs> Joy of the Holy Ghost. As soon as I walked in front of him, he raised his hand. He knows, Lord, I'm receiving. Joy. <laughs> Glory. In the name. Of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name. Yeah, I'm not worrying about anything. Lift your hands. I'm not worrying about anything. I, Lord, you've got it all under control. I'm free. I'm free. Say it with me. I'm free. I have everything I need. It's going to be all right. God has a plan. I will hear it. I'll be obedient, and I'll walk straight into freedom. 
in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Just receive that anointing. It's flowing through you now, whether you feel it or not. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing. Yeah, put your hands on your belly. Thank you, Father. Thank you for supernatural help. Thank you for supernatural help. Thank you for supernatural help. Thank you for supernatural help in Jesus' name. Yeah, supernatural help. Out of her belly will flow rivers of living water in the name of Jesus. Hot, fill her up with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name, speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Pray with me. There you go. All of a sudden you stir up the gift. Strength comes. Hallelujah. That's your answer. Every time something doesn't feel right, you just do that. Hallelujah. Ha, fresh. Fresh touch. Fresh touch. Fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Father, for your anointing and the fire of God. In the name of Jesus, awaken things from the beginning of time that you have written for her life. Awaken them now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let her start to see like she's never seen before. Let your anointing open it up. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Now stop praying, just receive. Lord, I receive. Say it with me. I receive. I receive everything you have for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for the relief of pressure. We cast cares on you. Say it right now. Lord, we cast all our cares on you. We roll it off. It's not ours. We're not anointed to carry it. You're anointed. Lord, we cast it on you. Thank you. I've got nothing to worry about. I've got nothing to think about. I've got nothing to do but to worship you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. Is he already on you? Yeah. Hallelujah. Fresh touch. Then receive it in full. He's not given half measures. He's not given half measures. Every answer, every freedom, every power to break every yoke, let it be and manifest now in Jesus' name. Yeah, freedom, freedom, never the same. He that has started a work, he will complete it. He will complete it. He will complete it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Ha, 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 ha. Say this with me. Say, Lord, I give you my everything. I am yours. Whatever you ask of me, I'm giving it to you. And now freshness come in Jesus' name. Lord, bless him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Thank you, Father. If anybody else wants prayer, come on up now. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know how we'll do it at the end, but if you need it, you need healing in your body, provision in your finances, deliverance, restoration, protection, come now in Jesus' name. 
Yeah, supernatural light. Supernatural light. Supernatural illumination that's exposing every dark thought. Every, every dark corner, every single one of us have seen through a glass darkly. Lord, right now, bring supernatural that the darkness may be exposed now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And that means also giving you, light always means a wisdom. Light means revelation. Lord, show her what to do. Show her how to do it. Let her have supernatural wisdom and revelation in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Put your hands on your belly. Ha ha, yo say te de como. Joy and joy and joy. Say, I've got the joy of the Lord. Now, in Jesus' name, glory to God. Joy overflowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessing of God. Wisdom of God. Wisdom of God. Wisdom of God. For everything, for every need, for every plan, wisdom of God and supernatural strength be in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Sokotanika. Yeah. Fresh breath of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Breathe them in. Thank you, Father. Glory. Fresh, refreshing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, a freshing, a refreshment. Thank you. (laughs) There's no one that can make it more refreshing than Jesus, than the Holy Spirit, than the Father who loves you so much. Thank you, Lord. Just say it with me. Say, I receive in wholeness, in fullness, in Jesus' name. Bless them, Lord, in every way. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, freshness, strength and wisdom be. Strength and wisdom be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for pouring out in his life. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Overflow, Lord, overflow in every area. And in order to overflow, there has to be a release of anything that's not adding up. Lord, overflow now in the name of Jesus. Overflow. Bring provision in every area. In peace. Bring provision in understanding. Bring provision in everything, Lord. Open it up. Open up fullness and wholeness and abundance in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Yep, fresh touch from heaven in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, that thing, that thing that just opens it all up, that thing that opens it all up, that, that key log, thank you, Lord, that you, you put your finger on that one area and all of a sudden the blessings of God open up. Lord, put your finger on it now and remove anything that stands in the way so that he can walk in the greatness of your plan. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Put that, put that in its place. Thank you, Lord. And we're asking you for supernatural help. Lord, put that, work it out, unravel it, and let it be exactly what it's called to be in Jesus' name. 
Whew, thank you. I see things coming clear. Things coming clear. I, I see things coming so clear, so clear in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Just raise your hands. I see, I see the things of God as being a priority in your heart and in your mind from this day forward. That's what he's desiring, that's what he's wanting, and as you do that, everything else will line up. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you in Jesus' name. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Make that your priority. Lord, I'm, I seek you first above everything else. My thoughts will be on you. They won't be. There'll be so many things that come in that try to take uh, the strength of your mind, that try to take precedent in your thinking. But when you think on him, everything worthy of praise, his love, his goodness, it'll straighten all that stuff out. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Strength be now in Jesus' name. Strength be now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Just receive a touch. The touch of the anointing breaks every yoke. The details don't matter because the anointing supersedes it all. Lord, we receive now. Say it with me. Lord, I receive, I receive your, anointing your anointing and your touch, and your touch now. now. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Strength to be who he's called you to be. Strength to be who he's called you to be. Strength to be for your destiny. Strength to be for your destiny. Strength in every area. Strength in every place. Thank you, Father, and strength in front of every face. In Jesus' name. That's always your source. Go to it quickly. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I felt that on you before I even stepped in front of you. Amen. Amen. That was powerful. It was strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Soho frank caramos. Bom brain caramos be. Atan, 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 boropom. Tahatarabos be carabom. He's given you a heart to run after him. He's given you a heart to run after him. To run after him. He's given you a heart to run after him with everything you have. Thank you, Father. Lord, I give you my heart. That should be the cry of your, of your mind, the cry of your heart. Lord, I give you my heart. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Fresh touch in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Good. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 That's what freedom looks like. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord. You know, I've found so many times that people have a problem with the joy of the Lord. And I'll tell you, it beats the bitterness of the Lord, right? There's no, there's no scripture about the bitterness of the Lord. But there's tons that your joy may be full. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He very much, he's a God of hope. He's a God of joy. He's not a God of bitterness. He's a God of joy. We need joy. We need joy. Amen? We need joy. I want to tell you, you guys, here, hold hands together. You guys, God is leading you through some stuff. And if you will give yourself to him, you'll be amazed at where you come out at. It's kind of like you ever, you ever take a back road and you don't know exactly where it's going. And then all of a sudden you're like, why am I here? How did I get here? And then all of a sudden you pop out in a place where you know and you recognize. It's like that. It's like, what are you doing exactly, Lord? And all of a sudden you're going to pop out and you're going to be so far ahead in life. You're going you're gonna to just be great, good, gracious. This was a shortcut of all shortcuts, you know. How, I didn't even know, but I just listened to God and all of a sudden we're up here. Whoa, hallelujah. And all of a sudden you're, you're going to realize God has done great things. But you have to trust him when you don't recognize your surroundings. You're going to have to trust his word and his goodness and say, Lord, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I won't trust myself to try and get myself out of a place where I don't know. Lord, I trust you. I put myself in your hands. That means I'll do it your ways. I will love. I will think on things worthy of praise. I will forgive. I will rest in you. Lord, I will abide in you. And that's how you follow those places. And even if you don't know where to go, he'll, he'll show you where to go. He'll show you what to do. He's, you're already seeing pieces of it. I know in your, in your study and in your scripture, you're saying, Lord, I trust you. All of a sudden, he's showing you things you've never seen before he's he's putting together he's he's putting pieces together and connecting the dots in ways like you've never seen you're sensing and feeling the power of god i'm telling you you've only just begun you're just beginning to scratch the surface because he's that big amen he's doing it in you as a couple not just you not just you he's doing it together he's got a point he's got a purpose he's going somewhere will you go with him amen amen glory to god Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You feel better? Amen. Amen. My dad used to say, I feel better all over more than anywhere else. You can go ahead. I feel better all over more than anywhere else. I always like that saying. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Johnny. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to recognize something. Maybe we'll get to the message. I'm not sure. This is the message. The message doesn't have to, the message can be demonstrated. The message 
doesn't have to be necessarily preached by words. It can be preached by the love of God and the demonstration of God. I want you to see something that many times, remember uh, in the parable of the sower. In the parable of the sower, uh, the seed of the word falls in several places. But one thing it says is that the enemy comes, how? Immediately to steal the seed of the word. But you understand that the seed of the word is what causes the manifestation of fruit and the fullness of life in us. So, I mean, we have a week last week where people are getting healed sitting in their seat. People are getting filled up with the Holy Ghost. And yet, you could feel it this morning. It's different. It's like, what in the world? And part of it is our fault, okay? Let's just own up to it. Part of it's our fault. We've meditated on the wrong thing. We, we've thought on the wrong things. We haven't been expectant. We haven't been in expectation. But watch what happens. The enemy comes immediately to steal the seed of the word. He's not going to let the seed of the word stay alone. Our job is to guard that word. No, you're not getting the seed of the word in me. You resist the devil and he'll flee. You're not getting the word from me. You know, devil, not today, Satan. You ain't getting the word from me. No, you protect that word in your heart. Hey, God did something to me last week. God did something to me when I got prayer today. No, you, you protect the goodness of God in your lives. And so what happens is many times we start getting back in the swing of things after a major event like what we've been through, and, all, and we're not through yet. There's more to do it. But we've got to learn how to be uh, strong and having done all stand. And having done all, stand. We've got to be the kind of people that know how to stand strong no matter what we see, no matter what we face. And having done all, stand. But So what we've got to do is understand that as soon as we have breakthrough or as soon as we have some kind of coming through, the devil comes immediately to steal the seed of the word. What word is it? You're going to make it. It's going to be okay. How many people, when you, you felt the lockdown lift, how many people, when you felt the lockdown lift, uh, some, it's not completely over uh, to them, but how many people felt it, when you felt that lockdown lift, you, you felt kind of a sigh of relief. you just like, okay, good, we made it through. We're, we're coming out of our houses now, right? And you're like, oh, good. Hey, we're back in the building. We're back in the building. And there's an expectation to get back and receive that. I remember these guys, they're like, man, we got to get back in the building. <laughs> like these kids in the back of the truck, they just think, Lord, these kids you gave us, you know. And they're like, we got to get back in the building. And I get that. I understand that. They're right. Y'all had right at the right age, right at the right age to be quite the distraction on drive-in church. We got to get back in the building. Well, I get that, and I understand that. And all of a sudden, we get back in the building, we have expectation for a week or two, but then, it, here's the, this is the danger. It's the small foxes that ruin the vine. One thought. And remember, if you've been watching the broadcast throughout the week, if you don't know, at noon, every weekday, uh, Monday through Friday, from noon to 1, 1.30 approximately, uh, we've been doing the Lunch Plus with, on the What's Right channel. And uh, we've been broadcasting. I'm telling you, those are words for you that day. One thing we talked about last week was there's hope. Powerful message. Yes. There's hope. Yes. 
And one of the things that we showed was in Acts chapter 27, uh, the plan of the enemy. The plan of the enemy. And he said this. He said, when all of our hope was gradually abandoned. In other words, the devil grated on our hope like a cheese grater. And because and, he knows if he just comes to you and goes, give me that hope. Well, he knows that we're not going to stand for that. We can see it. We would say, no, I'm not supposed to give you my hope. And we would fight against that. So he doesn't do that. He just comes and he just rips a little piece of hope. And then he grates another piece of hope. And then he grates another piece of hope. And then another. And before you, before you know it, you're like they were in that situation. All of our hope was gradually graded away, gradually abandoned. And then he says this to, to Peter. Remember where he said to Peter? He said, the devil has asked that to, he seeks to sift you like wheat. Now, I don't know if you've seen a grain of wheat, but a grain of wheat is small. Um, sugar smacks made them bigger. Um, but a grain of wheat, thank you. <laughs> Somebody from my generation. <laughs> a grain of wheat is pretty small, almost like a grain of rice. Not, not super small, but... Uh, around the size of a grain of a fat grain of rice. But then to turn wheat into flour, what has to happen to it? It has to be ground. It has to be pressed. It has to be crushed. It has to be ground down, pressure applied to it. The pressure, the pressure, the pressure, and all of a sudden it becomes so fine into a flour. And remember, this is what he said. He, Peter, the devil seeks to sift you like wheat. Not sift you like flour, sift you like wheat. That means to take your hope and to take your life and to grind it down till there's nothing but powder left. This is how the devil operates. And remember, the Bible tells us to be, don't be ignorant of the devil's devices. So we have to set inside ourselves some triggers, some alarms. We have to set inside ourselves some triggers and some alarms that will wake up when those attacks are happening. Because he doesn't come and try to steal it all in one thing. He comes gradually with constant pressure to wear on you. Anybody ever felt that before? The thing is, if we don't recognize it, he'll beat us. Because that small fox will completely take the life out of the vine. And then you'll start to feel that. You'll start to feel worn down, beat down, all that stuff. You can have, some, you know, you can have something that looks in your life like it's going to be awesome, and then it doesn't work out. You know, we're not believing for that, but I know I've had situations where it's like, oh, I thought that was going to happen, and it doesn't happen at all. And then all of a sudden, then you're like, oh, man, I thought that was going to happen. You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, rulers of darkness over this world. And how does the devil operate? He, if you go into Revelation, you see every time he goes into the world and he, he goes out of the world and comes into the world, he takes one thing with him, deception. He has no authority on his own, but what he'll do, he'll try to get something in your head and then all of a sudden he's putting pressure on you. Putting pressure on you. 
putting pressure on you. What's he doing? He's trying to sift you. He's trying to grind you down where you can't stand it anymore. And then all of a sudden we do crazy stuff. We start breaking fellowship, breaking relationships, breaking all kinds of stuff. And it all comes because we didn't have, listen to this, a mind set on the things of God. Nicole and I have worked over the years. I won't say that we have them all together at all, but we definitely have more than we used to have. But we have triggers in our life. When we start to recognize this or see that or, or feel this, Uh, We have a mind that's set, and it's just like if you've ever seen ice fishing. Uh, Has anybody ever seen ice fishing? Yeah, and if you have a a rig that's set up to ice fish, as soon as that thing gets pulled in that right direction, the little flag goes like this, and it's, it's a red flag telling you something pulled on it. Well, see, you want something in your life from Scripture to recognize this is not God, this is God. And so you have triggers, you have a mind set on the truth of God's Word, and then you'll start to recognize them. Many people, I think, over the years have wondered, well, how come you keep winning? How come you keep getting through it? It's really simple. We've seen in the Word what those triggers are, and we've set a trap for the enemy. So as soon as we feel that tug in the devil's direction, we can say what his shirt says. Not today, Satan. No, no. Oh, we know what to do with this. Oh, you want to give us a spirit of heaviness? Oh, Oh, well, we know what to do with that. Take off that spirit of heaviness. Put on a garment of praise. Glory to God. Garment of praise. Well, that looks foolish. It's better than being beat down. I don't like being beat down. I don't like being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I don't care what it looks like. I'll dance, sing, and I can't do either one of them. But I'll do them. And people may laugh, but I'll be free. I'll be free. I'll be free. We'll do it for the Panthers. We'll do it in the nightclub before we were born again, because y'all don't do that now. We would have done it there, but we won't do it for God. See, we've got to get to the place where we have some triggers, some red flags. Go, Go to 2 Corinthians 10. Did somebody say, bless them, Lord? Did I hear that? Yeah, (laughs) I receive it. (laughs) I need blessing. Amen. I like it. Second Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. Though we walk in the flesh, We do not war according to the flesh. Do you realize that, yes, the battle is won, the battle is over, but the devil keeps trying. He tries to catch you back in that place. And the Bible is saying right here, look, you, you have a spiritual warfare, but it's not like war like you think about it. It's a spiritual warfare. Many times it's putting on the word. It's praying in the Holy Ghost. It's praising and worshiping. It's worshiping, worshiping God. It's doing the things of God. But it's also recognizing the situation. 
Have you ever been listening to somebody in a conversation and uh, they're saying something and they don't realize it, but they're just completely clueless about what they're saying? And you're sitting there like, oh gosh, this is not going to end well. Oh, Jesus, help them, help them, help them, Lord. Help them. Have you ever been like that? <laughs> That's the way a lot of Christians in today's society have been concerning the devil. The devil's sitting there just prowling like a roaring lion, and they don't even realize that all the flags are there spiritually, but they can't see them. This is why it's so important to have a good pastor and to be planted in a church. <laughs> That's the truth. Because a pastor generally has been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and got a few extra uh, scratches and holes in it too. He, he knows what's going on, and he can understand and see those things in your life. I can tell you as a pastor, I watch it all the time. I'm like, oh, that's a problem right there. Mm, that's an issue. That's a something. That's a something else. That's a this. I'm not pointing to anybody indirect. That's a something. That's a something. That's an issue. But I, a lot of times I'll be sitting there and, and the people will just be trudging along. Oh, and I'm like, oh, please stop, please stop. But see, the problem is, and a lot of people don't understand this, they're like, I, I even had a minister, even this week, that I had a minister say, well, you should have told me. Well, you didn't ask. Right. <laughs> you didn't ask. You don't understand how humility works. Right. I don't just go throwing all this stuff. At what point has God force-fed you something? Right. He doesn't do that. He doesn't force-feed. See, the, pro the issue with humility and the problem with where we've utilized it is this, is that Humility, with humility, is give, given grace and greater grace in James chapter 4 and 1 Peter chapter 5. Humility and submission to God gives you grace that's a supernatural power to overcome anything. It's the love of God poured out. And that supernatural power is given when we submit ourselves to the ways of God. And part of the ways of God is where we're planted in a ministry. And so many times what happens is people are going along and they don't really want to know. And we can say, I remember one time this was so, I mean, it's semi-humorous, but I can remember talking to somebody and they started realizing that I had some revelation. And uh, some revelation about the things of God. And then all of a sudden, and, and here's a statement. I've heard this statement multiple times. I really like it when people say this because it shows me that they're getting somewhere. They're seeing some things. But they'll make this statement. They'll say, Pastor, if you see anything in me that needs changing, tell me. And used to, I would be like waiting for that moment because now I knew. Now I knew, you know, I, you know, at the very beginning, I'd be like, well, let me tell you some stuff there. You need to do this and this and this and this and this. That, that was early pastor. And then a little bit later, pastor was like, oh, good. Now they're planted. Now I can talk to them and uh, tell them what I need to tell them. But here's what I found. They, they'd make that statement and we'd go down the road, you know, a month, a year, whatever. And I'd go to tell them something. They'd be like, who's he think he is telling me about it? He just wants to control me. Blah, 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 blah. You like that? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Great sound bite. Great video. 
You know, sometimes as a pastor you think, well, I'll never be one of those guys that gets caught doing something silly like that on video. And then the Holy Ghost does stuff like that, and you're like, yep, that's how that happens right there. <laughs> then you'll see somebody like, he, you know, they'll be against the Holy Ghost, and, uh, and they'll be cessationists and against all the move of the Holy Ghost, and they'll pick that out like I'm full of the devil or something like that. <laughs> Didn't listen to the message, just got the blah, blah, blah part, you know, anyway. <laughs> Don't laugh too hard. He'll make you do it when you're up here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, here it is, and I, I, they would get to that place, it'd be a month later, a couple of months later, a year later, and all of a sudden they ask for something, and they like give me feed, like negative feedback. I'm like, whoa, what was that? This is what I found out. Humility and submission is not an arrival point where you all of a sudden you go past the finish line of humility and submission and you're going to be in humility and submission for the rest of your life. That's not how it works. It's meant to be a consistent fruit in our life that we put on daily. We crucify the flesh daily. Do you realize that if we get in humility and submission, we've crucified the flesh of pride that day but tomorrow is a new day and tomorrow that has to be crucified again and so as much revelation as we have today we must carry it the next day and the next day and the next day and so I, literally I was talking to somebody they got to that point they're like pastor if you see anything uh, correct me show me tell me I was like okay the next day I said hey by the way I'm thinking like certainly they didn't change from yesterday to today and uh, I say something they're like well, I don't know about that I'm like whoa what happened just yesterday you said tell me anything today it's like no I know what I'm talking about and I was like man if ever there was a perfect example of this that was it literally happened a few years ago and I was like wow it can happen that quick so that's a great point to get to Revelation to, but you have to put it there, right. and you have to keep it there. I can remember in many people's lives, I've seen this happen, but I can remember where they put themselves in humility and submission to the things of God, and man, God just goes, boom, and blesses them with the anointing of God. Why? Because grace and greater grace is. But then that person who, who you know, have, you ever, have you ever fallen into this trap? I have. I've definitely fallen into it. Have you ever fallen into this trap where it's like, good, gracious, I need your help. I'll do anything. <laughs> I need your help, Jesus. And because we're at that place, we'll do things we wouldn't have done before. So we go... And we humble ourselves. But as soon as that problem's fixed, everybody say amen. All the humility goes out the door because we got that major problem fixed. And I've watched it so many times where we, we need such a, 
We need such revelation and such help from God, and so we humble ourselves. And what happens? God's true to his word. All of a sudden, uh, the grace of God is poured out in miraculous ways. And then all of a sudden, I've done this. You go down the road just a couple of months, a couple of years, and all of a sudden there's like no grace. Like I'm feeling empty. It's like, God, I know you're the same. I know you're the same God. Where, where are you? What's going on? What's happening? And the Lord says, your heart's what's happening. Your heart's standing in the way of me getting to you. Your heart. All of a sudden, you've let the things of the world crust you up. You're crusty. That's him talking to me, but I've seen it you know, happen in multiple people. And my heart goes out because I'm like, man, I've been that guy. I don't want anybody else to be that guy because it stinks. We don't, we don't wrestle against the logical things. Do you realize you don't wrestle against that person who took your parking spot at Walmart? You don't wrestle against them. You don't wrestle three-year-olds in the back of your truck. It may seem like it, but we don't wrestle with that. It's supernatural. It's spiritual. There's more going on. Barrett put it in the comments. There's always more going on than what you can see. There's a way to handle it. Looking here at this scripture, it says... It says, look, for the weapons of our warfare, not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses or the pulling down of strongholds. These are strongholds in our mind. See, have you ever, um, it's a funny thing, uh, we have a, a runner for the dog that every now and then we'll put our dog Noel out there on the runner. Not, not very often recently, but I, it doesn't take her but about a week that's the most pacingest dog I've ever seen in my life. We let her stay in the house the other day. Nobody was at the house, and all she did was pace from one door to the next. Tap, 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 tap. We'll be sitting there sometimes, and it's and it's quiet, and all that's going on is tap, tap, tapping as she's pacing back and forth. We're like, Noel, stop it, stop pacing, stop pacing. Tap, 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 tap. We put this runner up, and and it was completely raw ground, you know, just leaves and pine needles and everything. Within a week, there's a trail. <laughs> Within a week, there's a trail. Wow, she's doing this all day. I mean, there's ruts. And then she can go other places with the chain, but she only walks in those ruts. That's called a stronghold. We're used to thinking a certain way. And until we give ourselves and humble ourselves to break that thinking, we'll never find new paths in God. So, somebody takes your parking spot, and your stronghold has been to tell them that they're number one. I didn't do it. That's been the stronghold. And at some point, you've got to break that stronghold. But I've been so used to it. You know, and then you're trying, you're like, you're all holy on Sunday. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sunday afternoon, about 2 o'clock in Walmart, somebody takes a, and you're like, oh, oh, and that's where you need to think. 
That needs to be the trigger right there. As soon as you feel that, that needs to be the trigger, the red flag. I got I, I to pull down that stronghold. That should definitely, if it's not a trigger, that's a problem. If <laughs> that's an issue, it needs to be a trigger. It needs to be a red flag. Oh, devil just janked me in the wrong direction. Don't do what I've always done outside of Jesus. Or, God forbid, the light turns green. And they don't move for 2.3 seconds. I mean, God forbid. I saw multiple people point at you, Candy. <laughs> I, he didn't say a word. I'll give, I'll give him that. <laughs> it's true. 2.35 seconds and they hadn't moved. That should be a trigger. Trigger, red flag. And until you have that trigger and that stronghold broken, don't get a boomerang sticker. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't get a boomerang sticker. No. Or you'll find me out in the parking lot. Y'all be worshiping. I'll have my little razor blade. I heard, I got news reports back on you on Facebook. They'll be like, where'd my sticker go? I don't know. I'll be like, leadership team, do not give Candy another sticker. <laughs> do not. But that should be a trigger. It's a stronghold. And see, you're going to have a hard time. See, God wants to lead us to a lot of other places besides where we've been. God's always leading us to increase, but it's going to be outside of the ruts, outside of the strongholds of our thinking. And so we have to give ourselves to change in the leadership training. Growth without change is impossible. Growth. Yeah, you're not going to grow if you don't learn how to change and embrace it. And let me tell you something. Just the moment where you think you've arrived, God's going to take his, his big holy finger and he's going to put it right on that issue. Right? You're not my issue, bud. <laughs> he's going to put... You're just an example. You're standing in. All right. You're the scapegoat sacrifice today. All right, so you're, you're standing in for everybody else. Everybody else's issues. And so, yeah. So he's going to take his finger, and he's, because he loves us, he disciplines those that he loves. So he's going to take his, about the moment we think we've arrived, he's going to be like, no, nah, no, and today's one of those days. Okay, we came through, breakthrough, but man, you could just feel the, ugh, on everybody. Not, not necessarily everybody, but it's like, I mean, I walked in, and, and, and I was like, got my work cut out today. Now, is that our fault? Yes, it is. Is it our fault what she's saying? Is it our fault that we were attacked? No. 
The devil's going to attack you. That's not your fault. But it is our fault with what we do with it because we've got to learn how to break out of these ruts. We've got to learn how to walk in here in full expectation, full of hope. Because it's a hopeful people. It's a corporate anointing that, I mean, just the power of God can set people free. All of a sudden, they walk out of here completely healed and whole. But see, these things don't just happen. I've got to take off the spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise. I've got to walk in these things. I've got to make sure that I take responsibility for me. And as we, as a church body, take responsibility for us... And look, you know, it tells us that we are to encourage one another. See, even if we're walking in here and a few of us are just beat down, right? Let's just say we got half of us that's beat down. The other half ought to be so encouraging that by the time we get to our seats, we're all encouraged. In other words, we ought to be carrying it. Can you imagine what would happen if I walked in here like Eeyore every Sunday? Oh, me. What are we going to do today, Lord? I sure hope you show up. Hey, Pastor, isn't it a great day? Well, I guess so. This church would suck. That's the truth. It would stink. Because that's not, we're supposed to be the most hopeful people. We're supposed to be able to give it an account for the hope that's within us. That means the hope is joy. Hope is confidence. Hope is expectation. We're supposed to be carrying that. We're supposed to encourage one another. We're supposed to be givers of ourselves. In other words, by the time we get in here, every single one of us should be so excited and so expectant. God can't do anything but say, I've got to bless them. They're coming in with all hope. They're coming in with all faith. They're loving on each other. I've got to do something. They're holding me to my word simply by their actions. And so that's the kind of people that we're called to be. And, and the truth is, every single one of us has felt that at different times, and every single one of us has done it right and probably done it wrong at different times. But that's okay. From this point forward, we're going to get better and better and better at it. That's who God's called us to be, to be the kind of people that are lifted up out of those places. And when, when guests and visitors come in, all of a sudden they are blessed because they're around a bunch of hopeful, faithful, loving people. It says this, For our weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses or the pulling down of those strongholds, those ruts of thinking in our life. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Put that in the King James, please. There you go. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself. That exalts, it's a devilish thing trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And we bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. We bring it into obedience. What does that mean? That means that there's a truth in Christ. There's a freedom in Christ. What are some of those freedoms? 
Well, if you look at the package of salvation, God's nature, the nature of Jesus is to save us. Is to save us. Save us from what? Whatever we need saving from. Whatever it is. Whatever we need saving. You need saving from it? God's nature is, I'll save you. I'll do it. And to prove it, he sent his son. And to prove it, Jesus gave his life. He believes in being a savior. Saving you from whatever. I want to save you. Now I want you to see this. That's his character. That's his nature. But in that big packet of salvation is an intimate fellowship with God, supernatural divine help, supernatural divine provision, finances and everything else, supernatural divine protection, supernatural divine restoration. If you've lost something, he'll restore it. Supernatural, divine deliverance from any issue, any problem. This is all in the package of salvation. So that means, watch this, any rut, oh, this is not going to work out. You're so bad. This is, and I, I know it was going good for a while, but now we're to reality. And we go back, that thinking is contrary to a saving Lord. That thinking is contrary to health. That thinking is contrary to abundance. That means it's a thought exalting itself above the truth of God's word. And our job as every believer, not the pastor's job only, every believer's job is to stand up in the spiritual warfare and say, Oh! You're trying to exalt yourself above the knowledge of Christ. You've got no right to be there. And we, as believers, have the authority to pull it down. Right. No, thought, you can't think there. All of a sudden, we stop thinking, well, it's always going to be the same. I'm never going to go out. Uh, it's always going to just be terrible and stink and life. I just, there's no hope. Our job is to say, no, there is hope. Because of Jesus, there's hope. There's hope. There's hope. So I'm not going to let the, the spirit of heaviness hold me down like this forever. I'm going to pick myself up in faith in God and say, All right, Lord, I'm taking off that spirit of heaviness. I'm going to put on a garment of praise because I might not feel like it right now. Things might not have looked very good. But I know you. I know who you are. I know your character. I know your nature. And even though it's felt like this, I won't live by sight and by what I feel. I will live by faith. This is who I am. This is who you've commanded me to be. And you are the Lord of my life. You're the director. You tell me that without faith it's impossible to please you. You tell me to put on faith, to put on hope, to put on joy. You tell me, so I'm going to do it on purpose whether I feel like it or not. And all of a sudden what will happen is that rut that we've been in and we've been, every time it's like going back around the same mountain, that rut that we've been in and we just feel like it's been beating us down. We start to put on faith and do the things of God. All of a sudden that rut, we'll get to the end of it one day where we turn back into junk again and all of a sudden we'll go, I'm free. I'm free. Glory to God. And we've broken the stronghold. 
but we've got to have triggers to recognize it. Many times it feels like this. It feels like there's no hope. If there's no joy, if there's no confidence, if there's no expectation in God, that's one of those strongholds. It's one of those strongholds. It's a trap from the one who wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. And our job is to say, I will not be destroyed by a powerless enemy. But I will pull, I know that if, here I am looking at this problem, but I know if I turn my eyes like Peter did, and I put my eyes on Jesus, I'll walk on water. I'll do supernatural things. But if I keep looking at the wind of the waves, I'll sink again. You notice that even Peter, he had revelation he had revelation of who Jesus was and walked on the water. He had arrived at some level of revelation. Nobody else was out there with Peter. But notice that he forgot. And he set his eyes back on the wind and the waves. He started to sink. So all of us, hey, we've all been at places where we've seen it and then we've let it go. Don't beat yourself up for it. Just repent. Say, hey, Lord, I missed it. Now I let that go forever. I'm letting go of any devilish ideas, any devilish thoughts, anything that's trying to exalt itself above who you are. My Savior, my Lord, you will restore me. You'll restore my thoughts. You'll restore me from depression. You'll restore me from feeling like I'll never make it. You'll restore me. You will strengthen me. And you start putting on that garment of praise. And the word says in Philippians chapter 4, it says, think on things. Go there, Philippians chapter 4. Now, are we reading the Bible? Is the Holy Ghost pointing this out to us, saying this to us? Yes. He is. Is this a command? What I'm about to read, is this a command from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Should we follow it? Should we follow it? Should we follow it? Are you going to? Amen. Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Put on joy again. Rejoice when the kids are throwing a fit in the back of the truck. Yeah. He said always. Yep. It's amazing what will happen to our mindset. And, and y'all handled that well. I'm just using it as an example. It's amazing what will happen to our mindset when we'll put on joy no matter what we see on purpose. Yep. It's amazing what will happen to our mindset. When we, even in the midst of something that's just irritating us, I can't believe it, we'll just put on joy. Lord, you're so good. You're so good. Uh, you might have heard it uh, when I was up here in front of Holly. I come, the anointing comes on. The Lord said to her years ago, you're jolly Holly, you know. Her, the thing that she has, she's got like a special tool in her bag. God wanted her to, actually we all do, but God pointed it out to her years ago. If you want to come out of anything, just put on the joy of the Lord. And there have been times where you've done it well. And there have been times, just like everybody else, that it's been missed. So I watch what, watch what happens. I come in front of her. All of a sudden, the anointing's right there. She starts laughing. The joy comes on her. Why? The joy will break you out of that stuff. Praise will break you out of that stuff. It'll just break you free. 
Remember Paul and Silas in Acts? All of a sudden in the inner depths of the prison, they've been beaten, they're in the inner dungeon, the devil's trying to kill them. They're praising God. They're praising the Lord. They're praising God. All of a sudden, their praise breaks their chains off off their arm. Do you think they felt like praising in the flesh? I would bet not. I would bet not. But they said, I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going to put on joy. I'm going to put on the things of God. These are supernatural weapons. They just entered. They just used them. They used them at work. They used them at work. But the issue is, we don't feel like using them. When we need to use them, we never feel like using them. When we need to use joy, when we need to use praise, when we need to take our thoughts captive, we never feel like using them. But if we'll get in the habit of it, all of a sudden we'll find ourselves winning in victory after victory after victory. But thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. Hear that. He manifests through us an aroma that is very sweet. And that aroma is the knowledge of Him, the knowledge of who He is. That he's a savior, that he's a good God in every place. That means you will never find yourself in a place that the victory of God can't come through. Now, does it feel like that? No, it doesn't feel like that, but praise God, we're not the people that are led by sight. We're led by faith. Lord, you said it, I believe it, and because I believe it, all of a sudden that word comes alive in my life, and it leads me right out of that dark place and into that victory. In every place. In every place. Rejoice in the Lord, say it with me. Always. Again, I'll say rejoice. Does this say here, does it say that when you need it, when you need it, God's going to sneak up on you? He's going to be like, he's in a bad place. Oh, okay. Joy! That's never happened to you. That's never happened to me either. I mean, I think he may do that every now and then, but that's not the norm. He says, you put on that joy. That means when you're in the dark place, you just say, Lord, I trust you more than what I'm feeling. I trust you more than what I'm feeling. I'll put on joy. Because I've never really seen it where God just is like, oh, they're in the dark place. What is Joy. And all of a sudden, you know, he's sitting there like this before Eeyore. And all of a sudden he's like, joy to the world. I've never seen that. Never seen it. It's not the way it works. He says, you put it on. He's already commanded us to put joy on again. Rejoice. Rejoice. These are some responsibilities as believers. Rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. 
Watch this. Be anxious for nothing. Have no anxiety for anything. None for anything. This is a command of the Lord. Be anxious for nothing. We've all been, felt anxiousness at a time. This is not telling you that you won't feel anxious. It's saying that when you feel anxious, you decide to cast your cares on God because he cares for you. There's a picture. If you understand what's being said in there, come here, Jared, real quick. Let's say that, that you're Jesus and uh, just, just being like this, all right? So let's say that, that I'm me and he's Jesus. He's anointed to carry my cares, my worries, my anxieties. I'm not. And when it says cast your cares on him because he cares for you, it literally means where I'm carrying the weight of my cares, Jesus has already positioned himself to receive those cares. My job is to take those weights that are holding me down and roll them over, roll the load over onto him. And once he's carrying the load... I'm free. Right. I'm free. And then the issue is, he doesn't have to. He's anointed to care. He'll never really be bent down. He just bends down to serve us. Right. To take our weight off of us. But the question is, see, what if he did that? And what if he was saying, I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus, for being here. I'm glad you're here in my trouble. so glad you're here with me that's very nice of you to show up i just feel your presence <laughs> what he's saying the whole time is just cast cast your cares on me roll the load over on me yeah it was so good hanging out with you jesus today you gonna oh yeah see what he really wants Jesus wants us to get rid of the care. Get rid of it. Be anxious. See, be anxious for nothing. See, perfect love casts out all fear. It casts out all worry. It casts out all anxiousness. Because he's anointed to carry the load. He's actually already done it on the cross. He's, he's already handled it. He's already dealt with it. The question is, so see, here we are carrying a weight in our mind, carrying a weight in our life, and we don't have to carry any of it. But this corrupted world has taught us to keep running in the stronghold. And we've got no triggers to let us know that we're in it. That's why he'll give you a message like this today. Learn what it looks like. Watch this. He says, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer. In everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. When you start doing these things, the peace of God will start to come in. And it will guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Watch this, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right. Now he's going to tell you, think on these things. So as I read them, say, I'm supposed to be thinking on this. Whatever is true, think on that. Whatever is honorable, think on that. Whatever is right, think on that. Whatever is pure, think on that. Whatever is lovely, think on that. Whatever is of good repute or good report, think on that. If there's any excellence and anything worthy of praise, 
Dwell on these things. Think on these things. Uh, he wraps it all up by saying, look, if it doesn't, listen, what you're thinking about, if it doesn't make you lift your hands and praise God, it's yeah. the wrong thing. That's a trigger. So if I find myself going through my day and I'm thinking about all my problems and I'm thinking about, that's a trigger. That should be a red flag. Up, yeah. oh, the devil's tried to pull me in a different direction. If I start to recognize all those red flags, I won't be held down by that anymore. That small fox won't be ruining the vine of my fullness of life. All of a sudden, I'll say, no, I'll start thinking on things. I'll pull down every imagination trying to exalt itself above Jesus. I'll pull it and cast it down and I'll be walking free of the cares free of the trouble I'll be walking in the fullness of God's life the fullness of his joy the fullness of his praise and I'll start winning I'll start being victorious and triumphant more than a conqueror and overcomer these are, these are the things that God wants us to be nothing short of he's looking that thanks be unto God who always causes you to triumph in Christ always causes you to triumph Amen. this is what he wants for every believer but our job our job is to put it on right. have a mind set that recognizes the wrong pulls have a mindset, oh, that's wrong, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to move into joy. I'm not waiting on God to tackle me with his joy. I'm going to move into joy on purpose. I'm going to take off that spirit of heaviness. I'm going to put on the garment of praise. And it's going to be awesome. Do I have anybody here that you're coming out of the rut today? Uh, you got a mindset. It's going to trigger when the devil comes against you. It's going to trigger like a red flag. I'll never be held in the thinking anymore. I will be walking in the freedom of God. And even though I might have faced some bad things, God will restore me out of that. I'll tell you, Nicole and I, we've had some bad stuff happen, but we found that the Lord has delivered us out of them all, even the bad memories. He's delivered us. He's set us free, and he'll do the same for you. He's not a respecter of persons. And I just give you an opportunity right now. Just close your eyes for a second and just say, Jesus, today I'm coming out of all the bondage. Of all the darkness, I'll recognize every trap. I'll recognize every red flag where the devil's trying to take me off. I'll put on joy. I'll put on praise. I'll think on things worthy of praise. And nothing else. And my life will never be the same. If that's you, jump on your feet and shout, Hallelujah! Glory! I'm talking to a changed people. I'm talking to a people that will not have the seed of the word of life stolen from them anymore. That's who I'm talking to. You're going to be different. You're going to be the head and not the tail. You're going to be above and not beneath. You're going to be blessed in the city and in the field everywhere you go. The blessing of God. The overflow in life and business and family. Everywhere you're going to see the blessing of God. Glory to God. That's who I'm talking to.
Amen. Do you receive it? Amen. 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 Glory to God. Father, we praise you. We praise you. Let's just have, you'll do the announcements after the song, but let's sing one song as we go out. Do the grave song, or I don't care. Do something. <laughs> do something victorious. Give me some shouting and dancing music in Jesus' name. Give me some joy. Hallelujah. 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 We're coming out. We're not walking out of here like we walked in. We're walking out of people lifted up by the power of God, by the hand of God. We're walking out of people on top and not on the bottom, of people blessed and not under the curse, of people that are delivered from every sickness and disease, delivered from every bit of poverty, delivered. We're walking out full. We're walking out whole. Amen. Amen. Your shirt, I'm telling you, Bob, not today, Satan. Not today. We're not falling for your mess. Glory to God. Go. Play. Do something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. Shame is a prison as cruel as a grave. Shame is a robber and he's come to take my name. But love is my redeemer, lifting me up from the ground. Love is the power where my freedom song is found. There ain't no Yeah. 
war between death and life and there on a tree the lamb of god was crucified and he went on down to hell he took back every key he rose up as a lion and he set all captives free transformed people 
we leave here with keys to go higher. And we thank you, Father, for revealing your plan of victory for us. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.